From the Talking Disney Studios in Cheyenne, Wyoming, Logan, Utah, and Las Vegas, Nevada, this is the Talking Disney Podcast. To all who come to this happy place, welcome. And here are your hosts. I'm Jason. And I'm Cody. And I'm James. And welcome to episode 68 of the Talking Disney Podcast. I'm your host, Jason. I'm here once again with my two co-hosts, Cody and James. What's going on, guys? What's up? What, 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 what up? <laughs> that's that's uh, Cody's uh, that's Cody's <laughs> intro now. That's his way to say hello. Uh, nothing is going on here. Uh we uh we are back recording, so we, we probably should introduce ourselves again because it's been so long since we recorded. Yes, it's been it's been almost a month, um, and you know things happen in life, and other things took precedence, and we had trips planned, and uh, which Cody's going to talk about when his trips there. We had other things happen, so uh, we were not able to record for almost four weeks, uh, but we're back for episode sixty-eight. Uh, we're going to do something a little different today. We've been talking about the movies, uh, but we are not going to talk about the Jungle Book today. We will save that one for our next episode. Wah, 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 yes. wah. Just in case Cody's uh, talk, Cody's discussion or talk about his trips, his trip to Disneyland takes too long, so we don't want to. Yeah, we don't want a two-hour show. So <laughs> it might be anyways. It, it might be anyways. You never know. So, so I guess without further ado, we'll just get right into it. And I know Cody had mentioned. Past episodes, he was taking his first trip to Disneyland since it's uh, been open. James took his. Now it's Cody's turn. Before Cody gets into that, I do want to say I do have a, a trip planned finally, uh, but I'm not going to November. And by the time that happens, James will have gone like six or seven times. <laughs> but James will be joining me in November just, too. Just, so. just twice. Just twice yeah, before just that. Twice, so. yeah. Three times. Yeah. Three times? Oh, no, no, just twice. Just twice. I guess just the twice. one in November would be third. That will be yeah. the third time. That yes. Gotcha, gotcha. gotcha. So, <clears throat> um, so yeah, uh, I finally got a trip planned. Got my hotel reserved. Did my reservations. The reservation system was fairly simple. Uh, the only hard part is I had to enter all the. I don't know if you buy the tickets on the Disney website. If the tickets automatically the numbers get put in there, or if you have to manually input them. No, because typically you'd be already logged into your Disney right. account and it's just automatically linked okay. already. So I had yeah. to buy, I bought mine from the base, picked them up like a month later, but they finally came, came in. Then I had to go uh, log into the, the, the Disney app and then I had to put each individual like 15 digit number from each ticket into the Disney app and then assign uh, one a name to it that was going. I did mess up on Maddie's name. I put Madeline Silly or Killy, C-I-L-L-E-Y, because the U is right next to the I, and I fat, fat, fat fingered it, and I discovered it. But I got into the chat with some with the Disney cast member. Fifteen minutes, she she helped me out, and got it changed. So uh, cool. it probably wouldn't have made a difference when we got there because she doesn't have an ID anyway. She's ten, right? And they probably wouldn't have even said anything. But just mm-hmm. to just to save some hassle later, I figured I'd I'd take a little time and get to know a Disney cast member on their chat service on the, on the app and get it changed. So, so, so how was that interaction? Who was the cast member? Uh, her name was crap. I forgot what her name was. Uh, <laughs> uh was it Elizabeth? 
Elizabeth. Well, let me see. I, it's probably closed now, but may I think it was Elizabeth. Uh, she, obviously, I don't and know. Was she, name, and was she helpful? She was helpful. Yep. She, she was, was probably she was. just glad to help somebody that wasn't asking about what everybody else is asking about <laughs> yeah, right now. Probably true. <laughs> She's like somebody with a legitimate yeah. issue. Because I, I can I, help you. I, I had to put my issue in, and then it's like, yeah, Disney customer will be right with you. We're experiencing larger volumes of or numbers of uh, people now, so it may be a little bit of wait. So she probably saw what the question was. She goes, "Oh, I want that one because yeah, that absolutely. one's easy." So, uh, and well, yeah. you, how long did you have to wait for her to actually get back to you? After uh, you she, submitted like about, your question, about fifteen minutes. Oh man, I wait when so, and I'll get into this a little bit more when I talk about my Disney trip. But I reached out through the chat service when I was at Disneyland during our trip to ask a question. Uh, I asked cast members in person too, but I was getting yeah. different answers, and so I tried another avenue. That's funny you mentioned there because when I started the process, it asked me if I was at Disneyland and if I needed immediate assistance. Wow. So I haven't, yeah. I haven't clicked yes on that. And so I don't know if it would just be like, find a cast member and ask right. them or if it <laughs> yeah. would like expedite you like right. in the queue to get you quicker assistance. But I clicked no, because at the time I, a wasn't in the park and B wasn't needing help with something about being in the park kind of right and so i clicked no um because i think i actually started it when i was at the airport before going to california and it took over two days really for them to get back wow wow yeah no mine wasn't that long she got back to me she sent me a form i had to fill out with some info and then she fixed it so she said take a look at your app your tickets and passes should be corrected now and it was done yeah, that's nice. awesome. So, yeah. Thank you, Elizabeth. Yeah. I think it was, hold on. I, I just pulled up. Nope, her name was Celeste. Oh. oh Don't know where I got close. Elizabeth. That's close. <laughs> Celeste, Elizabeth, close. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. <laughs> yeah, it said, uh, so I, I inputted my question that said, thank you for the message. Let's get started. Are you currently at the Disneyland Resort? I said, no. Do you need technical support or assistance related to your account? I said, I figured I put no because it wasn't my account. It was the, the tickets. And then. So uh, does the, did it automatically save or did you screenshot it or? No, it, like when I, when I, when, when I'm back on the app, oh. I, I, I go to the chat and it just, it's there. And then if I, if I start a new, gotcha. it says Celeste resolved this conversation on August 9th. And if I enter a new question, then it'll start the process all over again. So very cool. Yeah, yeah, it saves your chat history. Yeah. Yeah. So that way they right. can tell you, no, scroll up. Look, I yeah. answered yeah. this like 15 minutes I, ago. I already answered your question, sir. <laughs> Quit bothering me. Quit being so stupid. <laughs> uh, so, Cody, tell us about your trip. Oh, James, do you have your. Oh, and what's that? that was easy button. Not I thought your button was that was stupid, but it's oh. that was easy. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you to hit your button. But yes, I need to get one of those. That would be good. A stupid button or an easy button? <laughs> a stupid button. I've got the oh. easy button. Yeah, well, you need a stupid button. button. Yeah. You need the stupid button when you read people's posts on Facebook. You just be hitting yeah. that all day. That was stupid. Yeah, you yeah. need to get like they need extra, a like, a heart, batteries, and a like, a heart, a hug, an angry face, and like a stupid person, like yeah. something that says that was dumb. That's yeah, a dumb that's comment. Stupid. Yeah. <laughs> I need to. I, I need to call the Facebook guy. What's the guy's name? Zuckerberg. Yeah. Mark. 
Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah. Marky Mark. Yes. Not that Marky All right, Cody. Mark, different Marky Mark. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Tell us yes. about Disneyland. So three, just a hair over three weeks ago, we were at Disneyland. Um, I had talked about it on our last episode that we were going. We have gone. We have returned. Um, it was fun. We enjoyed ourselves. Uh, it was basically my wife's first time going. Uh, she hadn't been since she was three, give or take. And so now she, um, our first day there um, was a Thursday, July 15th. That was her 21st birthday. So we were there for her birthday. The first thing we did when we got in that morning is we went and got her a birthday button and a first visit button because it was essentially her first visit. And Where, where'd you get the buttons from? Uh, well, I initially, I always remember get, getting them at city hall or town right. hall, whatever it is. And so I beelined over there as soon as we got into the park, it was pre rope drop, but I knew that at least city hall would be open for, to help guests. Right. Right. So I went over there. I asked the person standing out front. Cause usually they have like a podium kiosk type thing. Mm-hmm. with a drawer in it with buttons or something like that. Right. So I said, Hey, I'd like to get, you know, a, a birthday button and a first, a first visit button for my wife. And she says, you can go to any register on main street and they can give you a button, but we don't have them here. And so I said, okay, it was pre park opening. And I, I don't know, it's been a while since I've been to Disneyland. And so I don't remember if pre COVID, if the Emporium was open before rope drop for you to go in and browse or whatever, but Mm -hmm. the doors to the Emporium were closed at that point in the morning. And the only store that was open was on main street was the Mad Hatter, the hat shop on the right hand side of the square. So we went over there, I asked for the buttons and they were more than happy to get us some buttons. Cool. Um, and then, so we, we waited around for rope drop. Now before the last time I went and waited in rope drop, rope drop was like almost like they had the rope set up like halfway through the hub almost where you could actually go into like the, the first part of the hub. Mm-hmm. Now they have rope drop like right at the end of main street, like where the, the picture like the Kodak film store is and like Coke corner, mm-hmm. they cut it off there now. So you can't even go into the hub at all. Um, and I'm guessing the only reason is because right now there is no magic morning or anything like that. So they don't have a need to create a way for people to get past everyone waiting for a rope drop to get into Tomorrowland and things like that, because there's nobody going into Tomorrowland. Right. Um, and so, so we waited and the last time we recorded, um, my Cody's corner for the week was what should we do for a first timer? And Jason, I know you said Peter Pan. I don't remember what James suggested. I think James said space mountain. I think he did say space mountain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, and I gave my wife the options. I said, these are our, probably our three best options to do first thing in the morning. Peter Pan, Indiana Jones, 
Space Mountain. I said, if we want to do any of those three, you know, th- th- those would be the three I would do first. You know, one of the three, you know, right off the bat. And I think she was kind of going back between Indiana Jones and Space Mountain, started leaning towards Space Mountain. And then like day of, she's like, let's go to Peter Pan. And I was like, okay, let's go to Peter Pan. Good ride. And so I mean, they're we all did Peter Pan rides, first. But... <laughs> yep. So we did classic Disney first. We did Peter Pan. And then by the time we got off Peter Pan, we ran over and did Snow White's Enchanted Wish. So we checked out the new Snow White ride. What did you think of it? It was fine. Um, yeah. Um, I had seen some things online, so it wasn't anything. I, you know, I wasn't surprised by any of it, but. You know, it's a seamless transition. It doesn't really feel like anything's missing. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't feel like, oh, I, I wish they had kept that in. And you write it and you're like, what was here before? Like, you know, so <laughs> so obviously whatever they took out wasn't relevant. You know, it wasn't something you remember about that attraction. Right. And so the improvements that they made were really nice. And so it was overall is a, is a nice ride. You know, I don't I don't see any issue with it. Um, by the time we got off that, we were, you know, sweating and it was hot and it was like nine o'clock in the morning because <laughs> it, I don't know, it was hot while we were there and it was, you know, almost 50% humidity and in the nineties and it was, so it got hot and it got hot early. And so after we got off snow white, uh, I think we were going to go over to big thunder mountain um, but there's at the back of Fantasyland. There's like that fruit cart and the churro cart, uh huh. Kind of to the left of Dumbo, in front of Red Rose Tavern, right? And so By I was the, like, where the entrance used to be for the uh, Skyway, right yeah. there. Mm-hmm. And so I got a churro because it's like, oh well, it's right here. I might as well get one. Nice. And uh, I think Lucy bought an apple from the fruit cart, and they had a. Uh, next to all of their like cold bottled drinks that they had like in ice, like they do. There were the, the spray mister fans with water in them uh-huh. sitting there in ice. And I was like, I don't care how much that is. We're buying it because <laughs> <laughs> I was already sweating and it's nine o'clock in the morning. It's like, it, it could be a hundred dollars and it would be a hundred dollars well spent, you know? And I, I think it was like 15 bucks, but uh, so we got one of those and that was a lifesaver that really helped out a lot. Um, but we had a good time. Uh, we went to blue Bayou that first day that we were there for lunch at like one something. Okay. How was so your experience there? Oh, was speaking good. of that, how 60 days out, right? I can make my reservations for food. Well, <laughs> technically that yeah, is what they claim. That's what they say. Some of them are doing 45, though. It's real kind of loose right now. Some of them are 45. Some okay. of them are 30. Yeah. yeah. They just kind of pop up when they pop that's, up. That's the that's yep. where Marsha wants to go. So Now, they, they claim that you can start making reservations at 60 days out, which is true. If it's before 60 days out, there's no way. Right. But, but in the past, pre-COVID, once that 60-day hit, you could go on and get a reservation for Blue Bayou pretty easily. Right. I have not had issues doing that 
if I was at the 60 day marker before. Right. Now it's like you're at 60 days and there's just nothing. And you're like, are they gone? Have they released <laughs> reservations? Yep. You just don't know. Um, and then every now and then like one will pop up and you, you can't be picky <laughs> right now. You can't be picky with yeah. when you go. Right. When, when you, you see, see a time, up, you just got to grab it. Yeah. Um, it, because before getting a reservation for things, I never felt was a overly necessary other than for like blue Bayou, um, or B needed, but now it is necessary and it is needed. So I would say the best thing that you can do is get an account with that mouse dining.com yeah. and set up alerts because they monitor the Disney dining reservations. And as soon as a time pops up, you get an email and a text message and says, Hey, there's a reservation for this day at this time. And they have a link and it'll take you directly to the Disneyland website for the confirmation page of that time slot. Assuming nobody's beat you to it with that same notification. Cause right. right now with the way reservations are, everybody's doing it right where before it may have been like a secret. Yeah. Now it's not a secret. Everybody's jumped, doing it. I just secret jumped on the Disney app, went to blue Bayou. They're, they're going out to October 9th right now. And I just clicked on October 9th and there's no times available. Yeah. So. Yeah, and, and I would say that nobody has a reservation for October 9th right now. Right. I, I would bet that they haven't released times for that date yet. And they won't announce when they release it. You would only know by people posting on Facebook, hey, right. I just got one for October 9th that finally opened up, or you have an alert set up to be notified. Yeah. Yeah, I've been, I've been watching for – because I'll be there on the 1st and the 2nd of October. So October. Uh, like the day that they opened, nothing was there. But over the next couple of days, some of them have been popping up. Carthay Circle okay. popped up, Lamplight Lounge, but I haven't seen Blue Bayou yet. Wine country. So they're, they're all on different schedules. So it's not like yeah. once one restaurant opens up for your day, it doesn't mean that they all have. Right. And so it's the reservations are real funky right now. So yep. I mean, the the best thing you can do if you're going to Disneyland anytime this year is set up those alerts for dining reservations. Cause otherwise you don't, you won't know if someone cancels a time and it's the only time available and that could be right. only shot for the day, yeah. you know, and some places have a walk up wait list, but again, it doesn't guarantee you a spot. I've, I've heard some people be able to get into blue Bayou just by asking if they have availability which has worked in the past, but now it's a lot harder to do that. Right. Yeah. Uh, Lamplight Lounge, they're using like the entire upper level, like where the Cove Bar used to be um, attached to Ariel's Grotto, that upper deck area. That whole upper deck area is all standby waitlist. And the downstairs section uh, is reservation only seating. So it's a little bit easier to get in to like lamplight. But I hear if you're at the upper deck area, the full menu is not available to you. And you're sitting upstairs rather than downstairs, but you're getting in. So yeah. um, in the past, and you've always been able to 
when you check in for your reservation at Blue Bayou, say, hey, is there a chance we can sit by the water or I'd like to wait in order to get a table by the water? You know, if that adds an extra 15 minutes of me having to wait around, you know, because sometimes they're like, sure, we can do it, but you got to wait 20 minutes for a table. Right. You know, but they're more than happy to accommodate. And it's like, oh, it's my wife's birthday. It's her first time at Disneyland. It's her first time at Blue Bayou. We're going to sit by the water. That's where you want to sit when you go to Blue Bayou, especially for just the two of us. You know, most of those tables are, I think they're all four seaters, but, you know, it'd be harder to do a big group by the water. But for a small group, it's easy. So I go up to the guy, the cast member working the, the check-in desk for Blue Bayou. And I said, hi, I have a reservation at this time. We were about 15 minutes early because I knew I wanted to request the water table. And I asked him, I was like, you know, we'd like to request to sit by the water. And he says, oh, we can't guarantee that. You know, you, you, you're just going to get a table, whatever's first available. And I was kind of like, oh, okay, you know, not a problem. If, if, if that's what it is, then, then great, you know, and just kind of left it at, at as it is. But he was like, very defensive and like, dude, like, why are you even asking? Like, that's not how it works. You know, it was very off put that I asked to sit right. by the water. Right. Um, and it wasn't even just like, it's going to be a wait. It was just, it's just like, no, nah. Nah. yeah. He, he was just you like, get what you get. Not possible. That's like, when you, that's when you punch him in the nose. Yeah. <laughs> Bam. And so, so did you get James's writer? I did not get James. Oh man, I was hoping you would. Good. Good. <laughs> um, was, he must have been working the, the check-in desk this day. Maybe, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm sure he's probably um, gonna fight. You, you asked, "Can I? Can I get a seat by the water?" He just stared at you for a minute without saying yeah. nothing. <laughs> um, and so we, you know, they send you a text, and then when your table is ready. Um, and so we got the text and we didn't go very far. We were just kind of right there. We get the text. We walk back up. They seat us and we're right on the water. <laughs> so, which is, is what we wanted, but it was just like, why was the guy so weird about this? Right. Yeah. Um, but anyways, we had a nice meal. Um, that night we also did, we had a dining reservation for wine country Trattoria, I think is what it's called. Which is a horrible name. Who came up yeah. with that name? Is that is know. that that's is that over in DCA or it's in yeah. DCA? Okay. Wine um, Country Trattoria. I've, I've never eaten there. <laughs> Neither had I until this trip. Right. Um, it's bucket, it's an Italian restaurant. What'd you think um, of it? It's over there in that wine country area of DCA. Um, it was fine. Um, I had the chicken parmesan and it was good. It was good chicken parmesan. Um, Lucy had the. Uh, the I think it was it was shrimp and something Alfredo. I don't know if it was shrimp and chicken or shrimp and lobster. It was shrimp and something. I know it was two meats and one of them was shrimp. Right. Um, Alfredo. And the Alfredo sauce was very thin and not overly flavorful. Kind of a bland Alfredo. Uh-huh. And so um, I think that that could have been better. But especially for the price, but well, since you mentioned the name, I I I googled what Trattoria stood for. It's basically an Italian restaurant serving simple food. 
That's what it means. <laughs> okay, well then, well then, their Alfredo was spot on. <laughs> so the name fits now. <laughs> um, and now, when you make dining reservations, at least for those more of like a sit-down atmosphere dinner, when you do the reservation, you can like add a cake to your reservation, mm-hmm. and. To like a like a birthday cake or a celebration cake James, or whatever. James shaking his head yes because he gets the cake all the time. It's his, <laughs> it's his birthday every time he goes. And it was like forty five dollars, but it's a decent sized cake. It's not just like a slice. It's like a a cake about that big around, you know, about the size and of Cody's head for you listeners. We, yeah, about the size. Of, <laughs> that's the visual, and I was like, you know, it's our birthday. I'll add this cake on. You don't get charged for the cake in advance so if you cancel the reservation it's not like you're still being charged for the cake unless you cancel too late which you'd be charged for that cancellation fee whatever it is anyway um you it just gets added onto your bill so you don't have to like ask the way because i was didn't know if i had to like remind them or anything but i didn't want to because i was doing it for her birthday and she didn't know that i had done it and so i was kind of hoping that it would to me, it seemed like the whole idea behind it was to kind of be secretive. Like you add on this birthday cake and then they just bring it out at the end of your meal, which is what they did. And so that worked out nice. We we had some cake. Uh, That first day, that Thursday, we did both Rise of the Resistance and Web Slingers in the same day. So what did you think of them? So um, finally, finally. Oh, so can we, the can, we can, can we retire the, you know what? I was two days away from going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you act like I've said that more than once. Yeah. Well, you said it at least twice. <laughs> <laughs> um, Rise of the Resistance is incredible. It's amazing, isn't it? I yeah. still haven't watched any videos on that. So Don't. I probably won't until, until I go. Yeah. Don't. Yeah. You want to go into this. Right. Without having any preconceived ideas of what it is. Other than the greatest ride ever. Okay. Not trying um, to hype it up or anything. Right. Why don't you just, I don't know how it's going to compare to Peter Pan, but we'll see. <laughs> it's slightly better. <laughs> slightly slightly better. better. All right. Um, <clears throat> but that was a lot of fun. It was very cool. Because um, one of the biggest unknowns for me going into it was probably what happens between the room with all of the stormtroopers and actually like loading your ride vehicle. Well, don't tell mm-hmm. me. Yeah, I won't. Okay. But that part to me was a mystery. So I, I enjoyed actually being able to fill in that gap um, and seeing the the cast members be, you know, the the officers of the uh, star destroyer ship or whatever, you know, and so, so play, you know, play, playing their roles, playing their roles. Yes. Yeah. Um, and so that was cool because they actually got to play a role it, for them on that attraction. It is, they are being like a character, you know? And so they're not just someone loading you onto ride vehicles, blaring a, an appropriately themed costume. You know, they are actually somebody on this ship because the whole idea of galaxy's edge as a whole, but specifically this attraction is 
is immersion. You are there. You're in the story. It's all happening to you. So, and the cast members play along with that. And they do it well. And they do it well. Um, I think it would help being able to see facial expressions. And so the fact that they were wearing masks, I think hinders that a little bit, but not their fault. So, um, web slingers was, you know, it's always fun to go on a new attraction. It's exactly what I expected it to be. It was nothing more. It was nothing less. Don't worry about ruining that one for me. You you, you can talk about that <laughs> one. I, 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 the, um, the line on that thing is horrible. I mean, Jeez. luckily we got in line at like eight thirty at night, so we weren't dealing with the sun. Yeah, but it doesn't. So, so you want to go at mean, night? It, yeah, but it's not like you can necessarily choose when you go because it's all based on the boarding oh, group. Oh yeah, number. that's true. Yeah. So you get what you get, and you don't throw a fit. Yep. Um, luckily, ours just happened to be later in the evening after it got dark, and it may have been dark, but that doesn't mean it was cool. Cause <laughs> man, we were still sweating, you know? And one thing about Avengers campus, I mean, I don't know. You could maybe even say Disneyland as a whole and maybe Disney parks in general. So there's not a lot of shade unless you're in a building. There's not a lot of shade and they sometimes try to put things over you in the line to try to help shade you probably and a little like more James shade saying there's an area more. that has a little bit of shade and then you kind of round this corner and then you're just out in the open. <laughs> yeah. And if I had been there in the middle of the day, like James was, oh, that sun was, would have just been beaten down on you. And they have these horrible. big old like industrial fans mounted to like the walls around the line to blow air on you. And those help, but only if you're standing right in front of it, right where it's pointing. Right. <laughs> Um, yeah, DCA doesn't have a lot of shade. Disneyland has more shade. Disneyland yeah. has more trees DCA, and things like that. Yeah. Um, the problem, and, and I think the problem with this ride when it comes to the line is that they were roughly using an ex- a building that already existed. They were using the building that used to house It's Tough to Be a Bug, and they put a ride in there. Because they, and they obviously gutted the entire inside of that building, but they left the the structure of it's tough to be a bug standing. The, you know, once you go in the building, there's not much of a line anymore. As soon as you enter the building, you go immediately into the pre-show room. Um, and so like once you go into the building, things start happening. You're you know getting your context for the ride and why you're doing what you're doing on the ride. And so you get the little two minute brief, two, three minute brief in the pre-show room. You go down a hallway when it's over, you go down another hallway that has a switch back in it. I guess maybe two switchbacks cause you switch and then you switch again and you go down a ramp and then you're there at the loading dock for the ride. So and, and that part of it goes pretty quickly because you're only dealing with, you know, maybe one or two groups of people that were in the pre-show room before you. Because there's just not a lot of line once you enter the building and get on the ride. So majority, 85 to 90% of that line is all outside of the building in, in the sun during the day. 
Did I mention that it's horrible out there? <laughs> yeah, that's new. No, you never, you never told us that. Might have been helpful for Cody if you had told him that. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's kind of like what we talked about before. It's Toy Story Mania is the 2.0 to Buzz Lightyear. Astro Blasters, you know, this this is basically the 4.0. This is the 2.0 to Midway Mania. Um. So it's it's a shooting game. You wear the glasses. There's a screen in front of you, and instead of having the gun, you know the gun, or the the gun, you've got a bunch of this going on. Um, For you listeners out there, Cody's Cody's moving his arms back and forth like he's slinging yeah. some webs, <laughs> which is cool. I mean, there's obviously a lot of technology involved in keeping track of all those arm movements per each person that's in the vehicle with you because each side of the vehicle, you know how like toy story has like two sides, Mm -hmm. each side of the vehicle fits four people rather than two people with toy story on each side. So it has double the rider capacity per vehicle than toy story. Um, and so they have to keep track of what eight arms and no, whose points are going to what. And so there's, there's a lot of technology involved in it. That part's really cool. Um, it's a mediocre story. Um, we personally, when I got off of it, I was like, I've done it moving on. I wasn't like, I want to do that again, you know, and we didn't. Since we're over in DCA right now, did you go on Guardians of the Galaxy? You had to have. Come on. Don't say no. (laughs) Come on. So then on Lucy went on by herself. (laughs) Uh, Lucy did go by herself. Are you kidding me, Cody? Come on. (laughs) Hey, go ahead. uh, Pull your wallet out of your pants. Uh, Take out that man card and just uh, toss it away. I do not. No, I, one understand. Ride, I refuse. <laughs> oh man! I felt really bad, but I just I couldn't do it. Did she? Did she like it? How did, yeah. How did she like it? Uh, it was her favorite ride in that park. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. And I it's knew a it would be. Ride. It's I a knew great it would ride. be. I'm not discrediting the ride. It is a great <laughs> ride. I just don't like it. She know, she, she needs to go on with James so she can see James yelling at Rocket. <laughs> yeah. Oh, she would love that. Was my, that was my favorite part when I went on. <laughs> you know, like, my wife jumps at? out of planes. So yeah, yeah. Tower or Guardians was nothing for her. Right. Um. And so, but yeah, we had a good time. Friday was the morning where we had to get up really early because we had that special D23 event for Jungle Cruise attraction. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Movie. So you had to be over there at what, 5 a.m.? Um, we had check-in was started at 5.15, ended at 5.30. Man. Did you and end so, up taking a, did you take an Uber? Or did that work out or? I did. We took a lift. Okay. Um, and I scheduled it in advance. Uh-huh. Um, and I checked both prices. Lyft happened to be considerably cheaper Friday morning than than Uber. Um, and I'm glad you told me about Lyft. Um, but that was the only time 
Lyft was cheaper than Uber, which I'm sure they fluctuate. The next time we go down, it could be the opposite. But Mm -hmm. I'm glad we had the option to look at both because the Lyft that morning was like 12 bucks, I think. And Uber was like 36. Wow. Yeah. For 36 bucks, we're leaving at 440 and we're jogging. (laughs) Well, and part of the frustrating thing was I didn't know if we could be dropped off at the the drop-off area on Harbor Boulevard by by the walk-in entrance. Right. I didn't know because there's a gate there, you know, at right there by that drop-off area where the where the sign is on, on Harbor Boulevard. This is Disneyland Resort. Mm-hmm. There's a gate there that they close at night, so you can't just walk into the Esplanade, you know. I didn't know if they would be open that early. And so on Thursday, the day before, our first day in the park, I asked a cast member, and that was another thing I did when we were at City Hall that morning, when I asked about the button, she said, oh, you can get it over at Mad Hatter. I was like, okay, great, thank you. I I do have another question, though, and I asked her. I said, tomorrow morning at 5.30, there is a, a ticketed event for D23 that takes place inside the park prior to park opening. I said, we have tickets for it. We don't have a car. We're staying in a hotel down the street. The email we received only referenced parking over in like Lilo or something over by Paradise Pier and then walking in from uh, uh, downtown Disney or using the downtown Disney parking and telling the parking attendant that you're there for D23 mm-hmm. event. And it's like, do we have to come in through the downtown Disney side or can we come in on the Harbor side? Cause we're staying in Harbor. Um, and she's like, if they're letting people into the park prior to park opening security should be accommodating to that. And there should be people out there and they should be letting people through because there's an event happening prior to park opening. And there was another guy up there with her. She turned around and he kind of verified that that's what should be happening. I don't like the one they use the word should. Exactly. (laughs) Neither did I because it wasn't concrete. Right. She's they like, might be out there. I don't know. That That's kind of how it was. <laughs> and I didn't want to take that gamble with, cause they were like, if you're not there by five 30, you're not getting in. And if you bought tickets, you wasted your money. Right. <laughs> you know, and I didn't want to waste that money. So, um, when we were leaving, uh, cause we left more than once. Cause I, we left for a few hours during the middle of the day, just because it was, so flipping hot like you just couldn't function anymore and so we went back to the hotel for a couple hours and then came back later in the evening for dinner and stuff but as we were leaving earlier in the day i asked a cast member at security on harbor side i said hey this is what's going on tomorrow will all this be open tomorrow morning and the guy's like oh i have no idea no one's we don't we're not aware of anything going on tomorrow morning go out city hall (laughs) Uh, and, and he, he asked around a couple of people and everyone's just kind of like, I don't know. No one's really said anything to us. Security's always the last one to know. 
It's like, that's not my shift. I don't know. It, that's basically kind of how it was. Yeah. It's like, oh, that's, that's night shift's problem. <laughs> uh, so, sounds like you should just take the lift to the Disneyland Hotel and just not even worry about it. That is exactly what I did. Yeah? Uh, yes. After all of that, I was like, I'm not going to take the chance with Harbor Boulevard because if I get dropped off at Harbor Boulevard at 515 and that gate's walk. closed <laughs> – yeah i and and even um, to get that uber to another uber to take me all the way around to the other side and then walk yeah. all the way through downtown disney to get to the front gate of disneyland again by 5 30 is not happening right so i was like you know i'm not even gonna take the chance i scheduled a lift to take me to the disneyland hotel and i just walked in through downtown disney from the hotel and there were a lot of people coming in from between what used to be ESPN zone and rainforest cafe, the, mm-hmm. that downtown Disney entrance from the parking lot. Right. Um, and then somebody saw us walk through from the Disneyland hotel side. And there was uh, a security person that kind of ran over to us. Cause they're just like, are you here for D 23? And we're like, yes. And they're like, all right, I just need, you know, I need to check your bag real quick. And he's like, yeah, you know, no problem. That's fine. Cause there was nobody at security when we were walking through. So we just kind of walked through. Right. And so someone ran over and checked our bags and there was a, uh, security, uh, personnel that was ended up having to walk basically to the Esplanade. And so she kind of walked with us and was talking with us. And she says, yeah, people started showing up this morning. We were all kind of confused. We had no idea that this was going on. We're always the last to know. And that's so crazy. It was kind of a scramble went, for, tell them, yeah, let them know. For, for the security cast members because they have people showing up at downtown Disney at five, five o'clock in the morning. And, um, you know, I guess at, at night when all that closes – because she was kind of telling us about it. They call it resetting the stage. And so they have like vehicles everywhere, like trucks and utility vehicles everywhere. And they're doing all kinds of stuff throughout downtown Disney all night long. Um, and they had like hoses everywhere, you know, because they spray stuff down and all that. And they were all very worried about people getting ran over. It's like, okay, well, we're not that stupid, you know, <laughs> but there'd be a truck coming and somebody would yell like, Oh, get to the side. There's a truck coming. And it's like, <laughs> like the truck's going like three miles an hour. Like I think we'd be okay. Like we're not going to stand right in front of the guy, but so, I mean, that was kind of interesting just to kind of see things happening, you know, at five in the morning in downtown Disney, but something, something you don't normally get to see. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And the, the, the security guard, she was real nice talking to us and everything. But by the time we got, all the way because the lift driver ended up being 15 minutes after when I scheduled it. Oh, oh shoot. So, because it, it started running late, and it's like, man, I'll lose like the like the $12 on the lift if I can like schedule an Uber right now and, and get there quicker, you know. But right, I'd have to wait 15 minutes for an Uber too. And I was like, I guess I'll just keep the lift and. By the time we got to check in at at the gate, it was like five twenty eight, five twenty nine. But so you're walking with the security guard, and she's walking really slow, and you're like, "Come on, come on, we we got to go." <laughs> she was actually hustling, so oh, yeah, okay, yeah, it was fine, fine by us, because because we were kind of speed walking as it was, and 
And so was she. And she's kind of like, you guys don't have to walk with me if you don't want to. And it's like, uh, we're, I mean, we're just going in the same direction and you started talking to us and you're just <laughs> keeping our pace. So, um, but we check in, they give us credentials, a little lanyard with a little badge on it that says D23 exclusive jungle cruise event or whatever. And then there's like an itinerary on the back of the card. And then they give us the, the jungle cruise skipper hat that I was Which, wearing in those pictures. Yeah. I thought, I thought you'd be wearing it for this episode. Yeah. <laughs> I've, got, I've got them right, right up there. Though. <laughs> and so they kind of wait to get everyone checked in. And so we're just kind of waiting in, you know, that, that front area in front of the train station. Uh, we haven't even gone under the, the tracks yet. So we're just right there in front of the gate. So by the big picture spot. Yeah. Um, and they would they were allowing people to take picture of the train station but they said like once you go through the tunnel n- no no cameras no taking pictures of anything they what? they they were very particular about people not taking pictures or filming before the park was actually open and even on our way out at like 7:30 cuz they hadn't let anyone into the park yet they were still holding everybody at the at the turnstiles right they were like watching everyone like a hawk like please don't take pictures that's weird isn't it they, they say that i don't know i guess it's a rule that if the park's not open you they, they don't want you taking pictures of behind the scenes hmm. even though it was just main street and they there wasn't anybody out there doing anything but right. you know, it was just main street with less lighting <laughs> you know but yeah that seems weird but no one was acting that way when we went in early for Galaxy's Edge. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So, so I thought that was kind of weird. But they were very on top of people that you know looked like they were taking pictures. They were telling people to not. Right. Um, but they took us back to the tropical hideaway, and they funneled everyone through the line, like where you would get food, and they had basically one of everything that they offered. Um, they had their bows and they had their uh, and a dole whip for you to get and then the the sweet uh fruit filled lumpia that they have there also that you could get and then like they had coffee water and orange juice to drink was that all included in your price that was all included in the price and could you have like one of each you could have everything or yeah you, you could you could have one of each nice you couldn't get back up for more and they wouldn't take let you take more than like one per person, but each person could have one of each. Just don't take any pictures of it. <laughs> um, and then they literally had enough chairs for the amount of people that there were in attendance. So however many tables and chairs that they have at Tropical Hideaway, that's how many tickets they sold. No wonder they went so quick. That is why they went quick. And the the thing is, is like we were kind of like at the back of that line and a lot of people went in groups larger than two. And so by the time we had our food and we're looking for a place to sit, there weren't a lot of options left, especially for two people. Right. Um, luckily, we found a table and it was like the only table left that actually still had two seats available. Um, but a lot of people at the end had to like split up their groups cause there were only single seats left. 
mm-hmm. at these tables because you could only the tables were small. There was only fitting five people to a table. Um, and then you, they give you these trays. I mean, I don't know if you've ever eaten at Tropical Hideaway before, but you have a standard sized like cafeteria tray and a normal sized circular table. There's not enough room for five trays on this table. And so things were cramped. And especially when that whole place is filled with people and backpacks and things like that, like it was just cramped and it was hard to get to your table. And, but, um, they did the event. There's, you know, this MC guy and three of the Imagineers that worked on the attraction. Um, that was about 40, 45 minutes, them talking about it and the MC kind of asking questions about this and that and what inspired you, how did you use original influences, yada, yada, yada. And so that was fun to hear them talk about it. And then when that was over, um, they did a group photo of everyone that was there and uh, in front of the marquee for the attraction. Um you know, a couple different poses or whatever. Did you get a copy of that photo or? Yeah, I mean, it's on the D23 website. Oh, okay. Um, It should be at least. Whatever they had for like D23 members that they could go and just like, because I think they like recorded it or something. Like you could watch the event if you didn't actually get tickets. Mm. Um, And then they, you go through the line and. They put everybody on boats. We got to be, we got to ride with the three Imagineers that were at the event. And so that was fun. That's cool. Uh, Kim Irvine was there. She's, uh, does a lot with D23. She's a executive level Imagineer. And she wasn't really involved. Like she didn't speak or anything, but she was just kind of there. The one you tried to stop me with the picture. Yes. Name um, that Disney Imagineer. Cause she, <laughs> she's heavily featured in like the Imagineering story. Yeah. On Disney plus. And I, I, so I saw her and then they kind of gave her like a little nod and, you know, a knowledge that she was there and, you know, thanks to all her hard work. Cause she helped on the attraction as well. She just wasn't really a part of the panel that was speaking about it, but she was just kind of hanging out in the back and everyone was kind of funneling into the line to get onto the ride. And she was just kind of hanging out over by the Adventureland Bazaar, that gift shop across the way and talking to some other people. And I kind of walked over there and politely waited for her to finish her conversation. And I said, would it be possible for me to get a picture with you? And she's like, Oh yeah, sure. Not a problem. Just, she was very nice. Just come back after the park opens. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, Cause I was like, I don't know, maybe she wouldn't want her picture taken, you know? So I was like, man, do I even ask her? Uh, but I was like, man, that would be a cool photo to get if I could get it. And she's right here, you know? So I asked her and she was very nice about it. Um, and then Lucy took the picture and then I said, thank you so much for your time, yada, yada, yada. And she looks at Lucy. She's like, do you want a picture too? She's like, I always feel bad for the people taking the picture because they're not in the picture. And so Lucy and I traded places, but Lucy was kind of like, I have no idea who this person is. <laughs> um, oh, but she was very are, nice. Sorry to interrupt. You guys are right up front in the picture. Yeah, did you find it? 
Yeah, you're right yeah, there. We're, yeah, we're right there. Well, nice. Yeah. I haven't even looked for it, so I don't even know what it looks like. Um, went on the ride. After you get off the ride, they kind of gathered everybody up again and then escorted you out of the park. You're like, time to go. Yeah, on the way out of the park, um, they gave you a wristband when you entered. On the way out, they cut the wristband off of you and you exchanged that for like your party favor. Um, so that way it was like everyone got one in exchange for their right. wristband. And that had a a pin in it and it was a pin for behind the attraction. Uh, it's basically just like the poster for behind the attraction, but on a pin. And then it was a, a jungle cruise boat, um, plastic boat, which I thought was really cool until I found out later in the day that if you went and bought a $25, Dole Whip split. It came with it. It came with that boat. And I was like, I was like, I want that boat. (laughs) So I thought we were getting something kind of exclusive, but then it's like, I could have just got this for $25 later, but I probably wouldn't have bought it. But, and so now I have it. So I guess, you know, I thought, what were the tickets? Like 75 bucks a a piece plus processing fees. So like 25 out of that 75, I guess was this boat or 20, but whatever. So, so, you know, it's cool. We got them. We got the hats. Uh, we went about our day. We spent that morning in DCA. Um, the rest of the entire trip, we did not do rise of the resistance or web slingers the rest of the trip. We only did both of them on the first day and didn't ride either of them after the fact. Uh, to uh, Friday, the second day we just missed the 7am one because we were doing the jungle cruise event. Mm-hmm. And then when noon rolled around, I was going to try for rise of the resistance again at noon, but we were in line and we were talking. And then by the time I, thought to check what time it was. It was, it was too late. So I missed that. Uh, Wednesday or I, th- I say Wednesday cause it was our third day Saturday. Uh, we were walking, uh, over to the parking lot, the toy story parking lot to get on the bus to go over to the park. Mm-hmm. And I was concerned about, getting all the way over there and onto the bus by the time that I wanted to be over there. And when I realized what time it was, it was like seven Oh one. And so I was like, Oh, maybe, maybe I'll, you know, and I tried to do it and I had missed it. And then, um, I missed it later that day. And then I just, I just kept missing my (laughs) shot. So, um, yeah, we only did, did them on on that first day but but all in all it was it was a good trip good good how did lucy like it she had fun she had fun yeah she's ready to go back apparently so much so that when 
you know, a couple days after getting home from our trip and we're nursing the blisters on our feet, uh, <laughs> Tyler texts us and say, Hey, you know, kind of, you know, we kind of already bought tickets, but, and I know you guys just got back, but we're going, we bought tickets to Oogie Boogie Bash, uh, in September. If you guys wanted to go with us, we just thought we'd, you know, throw that offer out to you guys. And I was like, Oh no. Uh, <laughs> cause I, I wanted to go. Right. I, cause I had never been to one of their Halloween events before. So, that was certainly an appeal, but it was like, oh, we just got back. It's in September. That's going to be right around when our house is supposed to be finished being built and trying to close on the, the mortgage loan and all that. And it's like, we got a lot of stuff going on in September. I don't know if it'd be wise spending that kind of money again when all of that's trying to take place. Um, and then Lucy and I were talking about it and it was like, Screw it. Let's do it. Um, <laughs> so we get, we bought tickets to Oogie Boogie and then bought a two-day park hopper to go along with that. And now we're going back to Disneyland next month. So, so she, good. she enjoyed herself. You guys made the right decision. <laughs> yes. And, and, and we've wondered that a couple of times since spending yeah. the money. Uh. Um because like we could save the the two day park hopper we bought because like they don't expire till like January of 2023, right? So we could hold on to those, but the oogie boogie tickets are harder to justify abandoning the trip. Yeah, because they're technically not sellable or transferable. I have seen that I could like gift them to somebody, and I could call you know, Disney ticket services and have them put in somebody else's name. And right. You know, I could exchange like a back end deal could, and, and get money for them, but you could call and talk to Celeste. Yeah. Celeste <laughs> will hook you up. Sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but we've just decided to go with it. Lucy really wants to go to the Halloween party. Uh, the four of us are going to dress up. So what are you dressing up as? Uh, we're going to do toy story characters. Okay. So who's what? What character? Tyler's, Tyler's going to be Woody. Okay. Uh, Haley's going to be Bo Peep. Lucy's going to be Jesse. And I'm going to be Buzz. Nice. <laughs> we got to see pictures of that. Yeah, I want to see pictures. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to convince Teresa that we need to dress up, but she's not having any part of that. Hey, James, I just say you missed your opportunity to go with us last time. There's still tickets available for the night we're going. You guys are there on the 12th. Is that right? Yep. There are still tickets available. <laughs> so you had a good time. That's, that's good. I did want to bring up, I do want to bring up something real quick because you mentioned it. Uh, you got your pen from behind the attraction. Uh, I did want to bring that up. I did watch the first episode. I've started the second. Um, Mixed feelings about it. The first, yep. the first Jungle Cruise, the first episode was about the Jungle Cruise, but it seemed like it was more of a commercial for the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yep. And because, because really, there was, there's no, there was no reason Dwayne Johnson should have been in that episode at all. Right. He has nothing to do with that attraction. His his biggest contribution to that attraction was 
or to that episode about the Jungle Cruise was saying that he remembered going on it as a child. Right. Now, he is the executive producer of the show, or one of them. Which I almost feel is just was just for publicity for the movie, too. For the movie. So, um, so I watched the first episode. For I mean, I'm not the I'm not by no means the Noel of Disney rides and history and stuff, but all the stuff they talked about, I knew. So maybe for the casual Disney fan, it would it would have had some interesting tidbits. Yeah, uh, I started watching the second one, which is about um, Haunted Mansion. Um, I haven't got too far into that one, so I can't really talk about that one. But you mm-hmm. know, it came around the time where I was getting ready to leave for a trip and stuff, and. Uh, I mean, I, I'm looking forward to him, but I definitely liked the Imagineering story better. The way it was put together and it, it's just a very different yeah. style. Right. Uh, Imagineering story is very what you would know of uh, documentary style. Right. Um, and as much as Inside the Attraction is a documentary it's just got a very different style yeah, to it. Yeah, it seems like they were trying to make it, like at least the Junkers on there, trying to make it funny. And, you know, uh, the the narrator, I, 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 I don't know, I just wasn't feeling it. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, I just want to mention that since since you had mentioned that you, you got a pin from, from the show. So, yeah, I've, I've only watched that first episode, yeah. too. I haven't. Um, tried to explore the other episodes right, yet. Yeah. So I'll finish watching was... Haunted Mansion. I love Haunted Mansion, so I'll watch this week. And then they're doing Star Tours, Twilight Zone, Tower of Terror, um, yeah, which what it used to be called, and then Space Mountain. So I think I've watched all of them except for the Star Tours one. Oh, okay. Because we were watching it. We were down in California, and Tyler was there, and we were watching them, and he said that he had watched them all, but in Star Tours, they start talking about Rise of the Resistance at one point. So he said he just he stopped because he didn't want to see any <laughs> yeah. any part of that. So, yeah. Okay, so I'll finish watching those, and maybe we'll talk about them at a later time. But I, it was from what I've seen so far, it's a lot different than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, I, was, I, I thought they're going to be a lot better than they actually yeah. ended up being. They're they're okay, yeah. but and like I said, for maybe for you know, maybe the casual fans out there that. Yeah. Don't know much about the attractions. That sounds very snobbish, Jason. Uh, yeah, it does. That's right. That's why I try to preface for it. Me, <laughs> for me, it just I just wasn't feeling it. I just didn't I wasn't, feel I it. I didn't learn anything. So. <laughs> I think no, we, that's, not, that's not what I meant. Me. <laughs> I think we all expected it to be yeah. the Imagineering story, but for the attraction, right. like a right. Yeah. drive on the attraction. That's what yep. I was. That, that's what I was expecting. Kind of like, and because I, I thought in like, I don't know if it's the first episode of the Imagineering story, but where you see like Bob Gurr go into the Matterhorn. Yeah. I thought that was like, oh, here's basically a sneak peek of what you can expect right. the behind the attraction to be like. Right. You actually, go behind the attraction and look at the, the inner workings of it and how you know. But right. Yeah. It was not any of that. No, no, no. <laughs> so right. Cody had a good time. James is going soon. Cody's going again, and then I'll finally get to go. So, uh, hooray! I'll be there. So we got a, we got a couple. Three weeks. Yeah, jealous. We got a couple news items that popped up this week, um, and then we'll get to some more other stuff. Like I said, we're not going to do the movie, but James does have some ratings that he's going to share from your sister, right? Yes. Okay, we'll get to that after uh, the thing. I did want to mention real quick. 
we're, I, we don't have to go into it too much. And the, the annual passes or what they're calling them now, the magic keys are the magic back. keys, the magic key. Basically the, the new, it says, this is from the Disney uh, website. The new magic key program provides reservation based admission to one or both Disneyland resort theme parks where you'll make memories visit after visit. There are four magic key types featuring a variety of admission days, pricing options, experiences, savings on food and beverage and merchandise. And you can select the magic key pass that's most value to you. Uh, and they, they look very similar to the old annual passes, uh, but they have different names. I think the prices went up just a little from what I was reading, but it doesn't seem like it was very much more. No. Um, They've got the dream key, which is the most expensive, $1,399. Basically, it looks like there is no blockout dates for the dream key. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, you still got to make your reservation. Um, the believe key is $950 or $949. It's got a few uh, blockout dates. The enchant, in, should have called the enchanted key, but the enchant key is $649. Same, it's got a couple more. Uh, uh, blockout dates and it looks like all all three of those are available for a monthly payment if you're a california resident yeah um <laughs> and then the last one is an imagine key which is only available to southern california residents but that's 399 dollars, and it's got a quite a few blockout dates i mean i would say probably yeah, like like all of the whole summer is blocked out yeah yeah so um but that's for california residents i mean if i lived in california i'd probably grab that key because i would want to go during the week and after work or whatever, but uh, during the non-busy times of the year. Yeah. Unfortunately, uh, there's no uh, payment plan for anybody that lives outside of California. I wouldn't even care if they got rid of the payment plan. Um, No, I I think that they should have gotten rid of it entirely or flip it and make it available to people outside (laughs) outside. (laughs) because those people are going to come less. And yeah, I don't know if you live in California and you want to go, you should just pay for it outright. Yep. But then they'd have a ride on their hands. So, so. basically it's an yeah. annual pass program with reservation based admission. So you still have to reserve. You just can't yeah. show yep. up. Um, you know, if the park is full or there's no reservations for that day, you can't go. So, um, and the different keys have different amount of reservations you can do, right? Like yeah, the top two, you can have six reservations. Yep. The, the California only one, you can only have two. And the, two. the other one is, what is it? Four, four, four. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And then different percentages off merchandise and select food and yeah. beverage and uh, basically. So. And free parking for the dream one, but the one below it is only half off parking. Yeah. Uh, yep. Theme park included for dream. Fifty uh, percent off theme park parking for the believe, and no yep. no discount for the enchant. Yeah. So I have um, also seen some conflicting things about parking because before COVID. If you had that annual pass that included parking, you didn't have to go into the park, but you could still roll up to Mickey and Friends, park there for free, and go onto Downtown Disney if you wanted. Right. Now I'm seeing things that through the chat feature on the Disneyland app that cast members are telling people that if you don't have a reservation for that day, you can't park for free either. You'd have to pay for parking you'd have to pay for parking or has a, have a reserva- a valid reservation for that day. Yeah. Um, but then I've also seen people ask and 
got a different answer that was not that. So, yeah, who knows? Right, right. What I so, want to know is, are they going to bring the stinking trams back? Because that parking is no good if you have to walk a freaking walk. mile. Yeah, I've never walked you know? from it, so I've always taken no, the tram. That's, that, that's why it's been – now you want to be parking at Toy Story and take the bus over. Right. Yeah. Right. Yep. Because I think, I think the parking – is it just Mickey and Friends? I think it includes Toy Story also. It should because Toy Story is a – Disney it, yeah. parking yeah. place. All it specifies on the, the, the little picture Cody sent me. I think it was Cody that sent it. Shared it. Yeah. All it says is theme park parking. It doesn't specify Mickey and Friends. It doesn't well, specify. Right outside the Toy Story entrance, right there on that intersection, it says Disney theme park parking. Yeah. There you go. So I would imagine that if you parked at even at any of their other outlet parking lots, as long as it's official – Disneyland Resort parking, and you pay the attendant that works for Disney. Yeah, that your key holder access for parking would be valid. Would be my assumption. Yeah. Yep. That's I, and they go on I sale starting right. starting August twenty fifth. So. Yes. And then if you purchase it within the first sixty six days, once they become available, they'll send you a little goodie in the mail. Yeah, I saw that. I yep. So. Yeah, you get what, like a, a pin and a couple other things, right? I think a pin, a button, a magnet, and then like maybe something else that they didn't specify. Right. And then they said that that would just be the beginning of key holder right. perks. I'm still, I'm still calling it annual pass. <laughs> I, I, they're gonna want to hone in that it's a key holder, right? Magic key holder. Uh, pass. Are they trying to get away from the annual pass stigma? I think so. Yeah. So I think when they ask you if you have any discounts, like right before it was, do you have an annual pass? Do you have any, you know, Are you and now it's, do you have legacy pass? Yeah. But now it'll be, or in the future, it'll be, do you have a key holder pass? Right. Just, do you have a key holder discount? Yeah. Cause now you hold, I'll be like, yes, I do have an annual to the pass. magic. and a lot of people are just gonna you know and some cast members be like yeah it's an annual pass yeah because honestly they really aren't any different from what the passes looked like pre-covid other than the fact is every tier but the top tier is like 10 and 10 discount on dining and merchandise where um the top one is like what 20 and 15 2015 yeah which wasn't that the same before I think, I think so. Everyone but like the lowest tier was ten and fifteen because I think even the second tier pass before, mm. or even I, like the top three, I think were twenty and fifteen. It's been a while since I I could have swore we got twenty percent off merchandise. Yeah, um, but, but now um, you only get twenty percent off merchandise if you get that pass that's good for three hundred and sixty five days right. out of the year. The Dream Key thirteen ninety nine. So. Right. Just, Which I don't know. I think I'd save. Um, a few hundred bucks and just do without going the week of Christmas and the week of New Year's. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't need too. to be there with all that craziness. Nope. Nope. All right, we'll pause here real quick. And then next I'm going to talk about the Disney World Hotel and then we'll go into uh, the ratings and then we'll do your... You, you said you do have a Cody's Corner, right? Yeah, I've got a list of them so I can just pick one. Okay. 
Uh, yes. And then I'm going to go to bed. <laughs> I know. Now I feel like it's like Friday or something, but it's only Tuesday. Tuesday, yeah. Ooh. Yeah, I turned this uh, desk around because usually my back is uh, to, the to the wall, this wall right here. Um, but I turned the desk around because I've got my brother-in-law staying with us for a couple of months before he leaves on his mission. Oh, okay. And so I, this is the bed that I had before I got married. And then when we got married, we got a king bed and I sold this one to my brother because we didn't really have room for it um and we didn't really need it anymore and so it was just taking up room either because i had it disassembled in this room for a while and then i put moved it into the garage and he came and got it you know i gave him a pretty good discount on it and then it was like as soon as we agreed to sell it to him was when we decided that we were buying a house and that we'd have a whole extra bedroom. And it was like, yeah, man, now I kind of wish that we didn't sell him that bed. <laughs> well, now he's moving again. He never assembled the bed and now he's getting rid of like all of his stuff. Cause he's not buying something mm. uh, after he sells his place. And so, cause he works out of town from where his house is. And so he gets lodging through work and everything. And then on the weekends, he goes down to St. George to see his parents or his girlfriend. So he doesn't really have the need for the house. Right. And so he's just getting rid of all this stuff. And the last time we were over at his place, this bed was just in one of the bedrooms in pieces still. And so I was like, hey, can I buy that bed back that I sold to you? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, man, that'd be great. That really, that really helped me out a lot. So this last weekend, he brought it back up and. No, I set it back up, so now my my brother-in-law doesn't have to sleep on an air mattress. Nice. nice. And so I had to turn the desk around because otherwise I had my body in the chair between the desk and the wall. Now the desk is all the way up against the wall. Oh, okay. Because otherwise the desk would have been like right at the foot of the bed. Yeah. So. We just paused, James, so. Sorry about that. Oh, no No worries. worries. All right, so we're done with the annual passes. I'll come back uh, with just the new Walt Disney World Hotel. So, Okay. Uh, all right. Ready? Five, four, three, two, one. And in the last news item that I wanted to share um, that came out this week, I think the article was from the 8th from the SanFranciscoGate.com. Disney World finally releases prices for its new Galactic Star Cruiser Star Wars Hotel at Walt Disney World. And I'll just read you a little bit of the article. It says, this week, Walt Disney World announced more details about its new Galactic Star Cruiser hotel opening in the spring. So we're still quite a ways away. Mm -hmm. uh, which is an immersive two-day Star Wars experience that evokes the feeling of being in the movies. The tech will be more advanced than any other Disney experience, including Rise of the Resistance at Disneyland and the Star Wars Galaxy's Edge lands. It says, the cost, as you might expect, is going to be a little higher than almost any other Disney <laughs> experience too. 
with the exception of say a grand scale wedding or renting out Epcot for the whole night. Um, <laughs> so it's a two night experience, immersive star Wars story. Uh, there's going to be lightsaber experiences, interstellar entertainment characters hanging around. Basically you're going to feel like you're living in the star Wars world. Right. And initially admission to now admission to Hollywood studios is going to be included in the price as is all your food and any non-alcoholic beverages, but it's $4,809 for a two night stay for two guests in a, <laughs> in a studio size room. Um, <laughs> so prices, prices go what? up to, prices go up to 52 99 for that same room. If you add a kid and up to, <laughs> up to 59 99, if there's a kid and a third adult in your room and Holy it's, cow. Sweet accommodations, they say, get even higher. They don't even list wow. a price for those. So, wow. um, I'm sorry, that's a little. And yeah, it's not like one crazy. of their other hotels where there's hundreds of rooms available. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know if I don't even think there's a hundred rooms. Yeah, so you're going to either have to be uh, fairly well off or just a such a huge Star Wars fan that you're willing to. You know, not pay rent for a year so you can go stay in this hotel for two nights. So that's crazy. I, I mean, it'd be cool. I just, me personally, I can't see dropping five grand for a two night stay in a hotel when, nah. when I can because, drop. Because they've designed it to be like a cruise experience to right. where it's not just a place to sleep. They actually plan your itinerary fully for two days. For, for $5,000, though, I'm taking a real cruise. <laughs> well, yeah, for <laughs> five nights. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and so and part of that itinerary is actually going to Galaxy's Edge. Like it includes admission into Galaxy's mm-hmm. Edge. Not the rest of Hollywood Studios, but just what, Galaxy's Edge. What says you get free admission to Hollywood Studios? I think that's just because you're getting into Galaxy's yeah, Edge. Maybe, yeah. Um, because, because they gave a, a a sample itinerary and in that itinerary, it shows you going to galaxy's edge, which is in Hollywood studios. Um, yeah, it does say the idea is that you're staying on a luxury space cruise. So immersive that the hotel's windows look out into space and you never leave the property unless it's to board a transport to Batu, the land where star Wars galaxy's edge takes place. So. So I'm guessing you're getting a different entrance into galaxy's edge you're not going to the front of epcot and then or right. hollywood studios and then having to walk to the back of the park to get to galaxy's edge it, you know you're close enough to the park where you get on some sort of transport like they said and it takes you to a special entrance yeah that is only access for people on this galactic cruise right but so basically this is not a Disney World vacation. This is just a Star Wars vacation, and it happens to be hosted at Disney World. Yep. And so you could add this on to a Disney World vacation, but you're not experiencing the rest of Disney World during these two nights. Yep. And days. So, yeah, that would just be that much, you know, an extra $5,000 minimum to add this on to your Disney World vacation. That or you're going to Disney World just for this and then going home. Yeah. That, yeah. That's crazy expensive. So <laughs> yeah, that's just stupid. Yeah. So, so uh, I won't be staying there anytime soon. <laughs> so, Cause then it makes me wonder, like, obviously they're not going to force you to do 
one of their, you know, activities or excursions if you're not wanting to. But then it's just like, man, can you like leave at will? Right. <laughs> like, can I mean, you go to like Disney Springs if you wanted to? If instead I'm paying of... $4,000, I'm doing everything they have planned for <laughs> well, me. <laughs> granted, but some, some person in some family is going to get roped into this and not want to participate. Yeah. Yeah. You know, <laughs> well, they can stay home and their family can take me. Because it not all it, it it's almost like role like a live action role play like you're yeah. like this is even more immersive than Galaxy's Edge and, or Rise of the Resistance like now more than ever you are living your Star Wars story right right but all right so, I probably won't ever be doing it either yeah. so no, I'll look at pictures either. and videos maybe maybe they, maybe they won't even let you take videos in there They're like no videos. <laughs> We don't want people to know what goes on in here. Uh, at that price, they may yeah. not. <laughs> All right. So the last thing before we get to uh, uh, James's sister's ratings, I did want to mention um, I got an email from a, uh, a website, blog.feedspot.com, and they, they do a bunch of lists, and they, they have a list of uh, the top Disney podcasts, and uh, uh, they wanted to congratulate the Talking Disney podcast is being selected by their panelists as one of the top 100 Disney podcasts. So if you get a chance, uh, yeah, check out blog.feedspot.com backslash Disney underscore podcast backslash. I'll, I'll, I'll include that in the, in the show notes <laughs> and you can uh, see, you can see all the top podcasts. I don't know how they're ranked or something. We're like 90 something, but, um, we're, we're in there. We're, so we're in there. We're in there. <laughs> Making our way up. That's all that matters. Yep. yep. So we just uh, need to find out who we need to pay to get into the eighties. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Yeah. So, uh, thanks for including us in your, uh, in your website. And, um, now on to the part where we normally talk about a movie, but we're not going to do that this week, but we are going to share James's sister's ratings. She sent a few ratings, I guess. She uh, actually she sent a couple. Maybe we should just wait for next time because actually I'm looking at it and one of them's for the Jungle Book, so I shouldn't say oh, that okay. one right now. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we'll save so we'll that. Just, we'll just save that just to give a little backstory on that. I was spending some time with my my three sisters this last weekend, and we started talking about podcasts, and it didn't seem like any of them even realized that that we did this. So, um. Uh, anyways, hopefully they're going to start listening and hopefully they'll start sharing some ratings. Elena shared a couple with me. Hopefully we'll get some more and hopefully I'll get a couple from the others as well. So we'll see. All right. So, yeah, so we'll share those next, uh, next episode when we talk about the jungle book. Um, the reason we're not doing it this time, we've just been so busy the last couple weeks. I, I've seen the movies, you know, numerous times, but I haven't got a chance to see it this time. And I do like to watch the movie, uh, before I talk about it, rather than just going off of memory, because sometimes things change in 10, 15 years. If you haven't seen it in that, that long, you, you kind of view it differently. So I want to give a perspective of, 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 of today or whenever I watched it. So, so yeah, yeah we'll do that too. next episode. Um, yep. And uh, the next thing, Cody, it's your show. Well, hey there, hi there, ho there. Welcome to this week's rendition of Cody's Corner. <laughs> We're happy to have you. Come on in. <laughs> I, I, I can right. actually picture uh, Cody this like, week... <laughs> like walking in the door, taking off his sweater, hanging it up, sitting down on a chair, putting on some, uh, uh, not sandals, <laughs> but what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, slippers, yeah. Slipper? Like Mr. Rogers. <laughs> 
<laughs> I've gone from 24 to 84 in a blink of an eye, and now I'm we Mr. Roger. It. We're going to film that one day. <laughs> Could you be? Won't you be my neighbor? Uh, all right. So what you got for us, Cody? I am not all scared right. this week. Okay, we're going to keep it simple. Um, and I already think I know the answer to both this, but we're just going to go with it. Churros. All right, let's go. <laughs> Have either of you seen the new Jungle Cruise movie? That would be a no for me. Not yet. You have. No. Okay. All right. You have. I've uh, seen it. Not yet. It is what I you expected like it? it to be. Uh, it did not exceed expectations, but it didn't fall below expectations. So I guess can't complain. Um, it was a combination of the mummy national treasure pirates of the Caribbean. Um, the mummy. Um, okay. I said mummy. There was a fourth one that I was going to relate it to, but now I've lost it, but, Jumanji, not so much Jumanji. Pirates yeah. of the Caribbean, National Treasure, and The Mummy are are, are three probably good ones. Um, th- I there's kind of a, a mystical magic side of things to the movie, um, and I think uh-huh. I would have preferred that they not take the supernatural route um because because some of it was very and not to spoil things but very like dead man's chest with parts of the caribbean too with like the davy jones's crew how they're alive but not alive you know what i mean it was very that um there is a uh city that's like in water that has to be drained like a national treasure um so it, it was fine uh the the rock you know the rock dwayne johnson is very hit or miss for me sometimes just personally um he's not my favorite actor but i don't hate him I just a love-hate relationship there but um he was fine emily right. blunt was fine yeah they went out of their way that the movie, the makers of the movie went out of their way to like break stereotypes, uh, with this, um, like Emily Blunt's character, her brother, the character's brother goes along this adventure with Emily Blunt's character and Dwayne Johnson's character. And the, they, all but use the words to say that he's gay, which is, which is whatever. But all these stereotypes that people would normally place on women, like when women go on a vacation, they, they overpack and they have a million suitcases and things like that. The Dwayne Johnson's character has agreed to take them on this excursion and they're loading his boat. And all of a sudden all these men come down with tons of suitcases and, 
Dwayne Johnson's character is like, oh, no, nah, lady, like you women, you always overpack in with all these suitcases. And she just kind of sets down a duffel bag and she's like, they're not mine. And then you see the brother and he's like, oh, yeah, the, those are mine. You know, I've got shoes in that one and this and that one. And so I don't know. They it's like it, to, to me, it was just like too much. And not that I have anything against uh, gays or LGBTQ uh, or anything like that, but it was almost just like it did nothing really for the story. So for me personally, I'd, it was obviously a decision that was made, and I just don't understand why. Um, obviously, they're they're trying to be to represent lots of different cultures and lifestyles in these movies, so everyone can feel represented. Um, so but, did you watch it? Uh, did you go to yeah. theater or did you watch it on Disney Plus? Okay. We went to. We the were theater. talking about it today. I we'll probably go to the theater this weekend uh, and see it. So, uh. but I mean, all in all, it was it was entertaining. Um, I didn't dislike it, but I'm not going to rush out and go see it again. They had some references from the attraction, right. which I appreciated. So, all right. Would well, you have a closing for your Cody's Corner, or have you not come up with one? Thank you for coming to Cody's Corner. <laughs> come back and see us sometime or something? I don't know. Yeah. Right. Don't let the door hit you on the way out. All right. Well, you'll get another Cody's Corner on our next episode. Uh, and, and who knows what it may be. Uh, I can't I wait. Know. I'm not scared anymore. So shouldn't be. Shouldn't All be. Right. <laughs> so then our last thing we're going to do before we uh, get out of here tonight is our random Disney A to Z. This is the Disney A to Z random entry. Yeah. Uh, basically, each episode, we try to remember to uh, do a random entry from the Disney A to Z, the official encyclopedia uh, written by or compiled by Dave Smith, who was the chief archivist emeritus of the Walt Disney Archives, basically founded the Walt Disney Archives. He wrote... Yeah, I have five editions of this book. Kept adding stuff to it before he passed away, and now it's uh, on the D23 website. So if you don't want to buy the book, you can go check out D23 and look for Disney A to Z uh, and see the official encyclopedia. And what we do is we take uh, one entry and we share it with you guys. Uh, we spin the wheel for a page number. It lands on the page number. One of my co-hosts then selects um, an entry from that page based off how many entries they give me a number and I share the entry. So without further ado, let's spin the wheel. And it looks like it's stuck on page number 16. So right in the front of the book, let me turn to page 16 here. And Cody is going to select it for us. And it looks like there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine entries today, Cody. What number are you going to select? Number, number six. six. One, two, three, All right. four, five, six. That's a short one. Uh, Aladdin on Ice. It was a TV special oh. aired on CBS on November 17, 1995. Ooh. So before you were born, right? Yeah. Directed mm -hmm. by Steve Binder, videotaped on location in Cairo, <laughs> Egypt, 
starring Kurt Browning as Aladdin and Christy Yamaguchi as Jasmine. On location, there's no ice in Egypt. It was in Egypt. They just put some ice down. (laughs) So basically, this whole... This whole page was filled with Aladdin. So had you picked one, it would have been Aladdin, the movie. (laughs) There was Aladdin, the TV animated series, the Aladdin stage musical version, Aladdin, a musical spectacular, Aladdin and the King of Thieves film, Aladdin's Oasis, uh, Aladdin's Royal Caravan, and then the last one was a movie called The Alamo. So not related to Aladdin. but um, So... Remember so the Alamo. Good choice. Aladdin on ice. If you'd have picked number one, I'd have been reading for a little while because it goes through the whole movie of Aladdin. So, <laughs> uh, I think you I could have shortened maybe shortened it a little paraphrase bit. here and there. So, so there is your random Disney A to Z entry for episode number sixty-eight. Um, I did want to mention real quick our Patreon members, All right. uh, Amber and Gordon. Uh, Thank you very much. I sent them out a message today. So if they're listening, you should have got a message from me, James and Cody on Patreon. Uh, and uh, right. <laughs> they got exactly. the message and said, wait a sec, I'm still paying for this. So, uh, uh, so check out the message. Let me know what you think. And then, uh, that's all. That's all I got today. Before we get out of here. Chris, Christmas is going to roll around. And my father's father-in-law is going to be like, yeah, I've been giving you two bucks every month on Patreon. Merry Christmas. That's awesome. Uh, so real, real quick, before we get out of here, let's share some of our social media ways. You can contact us other than listening to the show. You can like us on Facebook at talking Disney podcast. Follow us on Twitter at talking Disney. Follow us on Instagram at talking Disney podcast. Email us, uh, Talking Disney Podcast at gmail.com. And you can visit the website www.talkingdisneypodcast.com where the show will always be uploaded prior to going out to all the various streaming services such as uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, wherever you happen to listen to us. Uh, everywhere. So that is all everywhere. I got for episode 68. Guys, you got any, uh, any last minute? Alibis, any last minute wisdom you want to pass on? Okay. Thank you. Good. You're all talked. I don't think so. Talked out. I think I'm good. Become a magic key holder. <laughs> yeah. If I lived closer, I would. Yes. Um, but yeah, I, I figured you were. I'm, I'm getting. You even one. said you'd pay like $3,000. I just need to decide which one. Yeah. Exactly. I think that's what they should have raised exactly. it to. Get some of these and, yahoos and out of here. And, <laughs> and, and a payment plans for only Nevada residents. <laughs> there you go. And, and, that's right. And that would Utah be and Wyoming. No, do a, yeah. Yeah. Do away with the payment plans. Three thousand a year. Profits would skyrocket. Very good. crowds would drop. It'd be perfect. I don't know if profits would skyrocket, but. Well, well, there's going to be a lot well, of people that won't pay 3000 Yeah, but as long as it's more yep. than half, then they got go. at least the exactly. same as the 1400 exactly. right? All right, well, let's uh, let's get out of here for the night, and uh, <laughs> we will... Uh... Oh, I didn't say thanks for listening. Uh, like I always say, we really do appreciate it. Um, if you got any comments, things you want us to talk about, things you want to share... Uh, 
uh, shoot us an email, talkydizzypodcast at gmail.com, and uh, we will get it taken care of. Uh, so until next time, uh, we will uh, talk to you later. Bye. Adios. Bye-bye. <laughs> yeah, folks. And me and my pals hope you had a swell time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mickey? Uh-huh. It's that time. Uh, what time is that, Minnie? Oh, <laughs> Goofy? Huh? Oh. Now, now it's time, time to say goodnight to all our company. See you real soon. That's always K-E-Y. Why? Because we like you. Be careful getting home. Bye-bye.